Hey, this is Quantum Jeff with Jeff Kime Coaching and Consulting. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And welcome to episode 112 uh, with my really good friend, Jeff Kime. Uh, he, he put a quote that I actually put here in the webpage and everywhere else that a life well lived is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And Jeff lives that. He's the epitome of that. He is a very talented individual. He's an auctioneer. Uh, he's a coach consultant, which, you know, a coach and consultant, like I like to call it. Um, he reminds us to watch our thoughts because what we think about, we bring about and we become. So without further ado and spoiling everything that I have, I took pages of notes with Jeff. Here's my really good friend, Jeff Kime with Jeff Kime Coaching and Consulting. Hey, 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 time to shine today. Varsity Squad, it is Scott Ferguson and I am super stoked to have a fellow Midwesterner on today, Jeff Kime. He is located in Toledo, Ohio, and I used to go down there and catch me some minor league baseball games. And it's also a great little city that you drive through. A lot of history there that people do not know about. But Jeff is a quantum leap coach, a consultant and speaker. He's passionate about helping improve the results you get and the quality of your life using science and psychology to help you reach your most elusive personal and professional goals without taking what might be considered required or logical steps. And I'm stoked to hear about that because it sounds like we're going to go a little bit outside the box on the way Jeff coaches. Jeff's electric journey includes positions as a multi-area director for an international sports-based ministry and the executive director of a college foundation, in addition to entrepreneurial roles as a Series 7 registered investment advisor realtor, auctioneer, and business owner, always serving others by helping them make sound decisions and realize their dreams. So again, I am super stoked. And Jeff, if you could, please come on, introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. But first, what is your favorite color and why? Uh, blue, and I don't know why. It's always <laughs> been my favorite. It, uh, it, evoke a, it evokes a good emotion. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I honestly don't know why, but it is. It is. It makes me, that's mine too. I mean, I got a streak of red that can kind of, kind of, you know, goes back to my military days. It can kind of come out, but I'm literally looking at the Atlantic ocean here and it's, it's a little bit kind of dark out today, but still it's nice, nice blue, nice blue. Give us your origins there. You know, how, how'd you get started? Where, you know, let's kind of take you out of high school. How'd you get started and then work your way in to how you're helping others to level up? Sure. I, um, I originally wanted to be a financial wizard um, and, and thought I was going to be Alex P. Keaton uh, when I got out of college. Uh, and I, Family I, ties for any of you yeah, younger listeners and, here. I went out to New York and I interned with Merrill Lynch out there for two summers. Okay. Um, and that was going to be my track. I wanted to get a pedigree, um, get my, my card stamped really on Wall Street for about seven years. Um, and then I was going to go down to North Carolina and, and uh, do finance down in the new Blue Ridge Mountains where they do a whole lot of finance. Um, but they move a lot slower paced. Um, and so uh, all of that was going along swimmingly well until I met my wife. And she was from here in Northwest Ohio as well. And um, as soon as I met her, I knew I wanted to marry her. And I knew I didn't want to raise a family in New York City. So that kind of upset that apple cart. Gotcha. Um, 
Did you right. meet her out there from the Midwest? No, I met her here home because okay. I only was interning. I only was spending summers in New York. Ah, that's right. Okay. Um, and I met her in the January of 1990. Um, so when we got married, I, I kicked around here a little bit, um, you know, finding different things with Dun and Bradstreet as a, a financial analyst. And um, but her dad is a uh, 40 years in the real estate auction auctioneer business, antique business. And he said to me literally one day, he said, you know, son, you ought to learn to make some money with that mouth of yours. And he was totally serious. He was being (laughs) facetious, but he was absolutely serious. Um, And so I did. I went and I got my auctioneer's license. I went and got my real estate license. And I launched into an 18-year career uh, in auctions and real estate. Um, And very rewarding, although uh, it was just something that I I knew I didn't want to do going into my 50s, 40s and 50s. I I didn't want to be... Uh, I didn't want the physical labor that came along with an auction business. And I didn't, I didn't know how to graduate that into a, a gallery business because realistically, because I'm too close to my father-in-law, he's about seven miles from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and people still associated me with his business. They'd see me after I ran my own auction company mm-hmm. and say, why are I haven't seen you around John's auctions? And just cause I own my own business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from there I became a, I, I became a series registered financial rep. Uh, life insurance agent, uh, dealing in all kinds of investment opportunities. And I did that for nine years. Um, Successful, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, I I didn't enjoy every year starting over. And I didn't enjoy um, really giving people financial advice when I didn't know. It's like, I can't imagine what financial advisors tell their clients right now. Um, I I don't have to because I'm not a financial advisor anymore. Right. you know, you just don't know where, where's the market going. One day it's up a thousand. The next day it's down thousand, you know, right. it's, you it's, never know. It's, it's right. just nuts right now. Um, but I got recruited out of that. Um, uh, literally recruited into professional fundraising. I'd always raised funds in my community as a, an auctioneer doing charity auctions. I raised over $13 million for local charities here uh, in Northwest Ohio, Southeastern Michigan. Um, so I got recruited to that, the college um, as a, a fundraiser, um, and the, the director of their foundation, head of their uh, alumni association and things like that. Sure. Um, but it was, it was, a, it was just a, it wasn't for me. And what I found out was um, that people that hire professional fundraisers don't know a thing about what professional fundraising is. Right. Um, and I also found that academia was not for me. There's, there's slow and then there's really slow and then there's glacial slow and then there's academia slow. Right. <laughs> Very hard to make changes within those organizations. Um, so, and then I went through one other stint as a professional fundraiser. Um, and again, ran into the same things. I thought I had vetted it well, but uh, just the same things, un, unspoken expectations. And when you're dealing with a, you know, with, with a board that's made up of uh, volunteers and they're all giving you advice, um, but they're not, they don't do what you do. Sure. Kind of hard to marry the two. So um, I didn't stay with that. And uh, when I found myself, you know, there later in life and I was free to do what I wanted to do, I had always followed Bob Proctor. Yeah. Uh, and I knew when I, you know, once I was free from being employed by somebody else again um, and back to working for myself, I knew who I wanted to do and, and what I wanted to do, who I wanted to do it with. And that's how I got involved with Proctor Gallagher Institute. Love that. And so when you're, you're going through a lot of different changes with, with this, which is awesome because you get a taste of a lot. And then, I mean, and I'd love to hear your, your, the way you do your auctions too, because I always found that fascinating, but what did your family think about you kind of moving from one thing to another? Were they supportive or 
if you don't mind sharing that with our squad. Well, it depends on who, you know, you say family, that's a lot of people. Sure. Um, my family, you know, my, my close family always just kind of, um, I was always energetic and I always just had a plan and I always made things happen. So they just, they just kind of said, you know, that's Jeff. Right. He's just doing what he's doing. Right. What's he doing this year? <laughs> what's he doing? What's he doing now? Um, right. My wife was uh, incredibly supportive. Right. Uh, my wife always, uh, and, and it's balanced because my wife's uh, greatest love language is security. So uh, for her to be married to an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur um, was very difficult. Um, and, but she learned to love it and she learned to love me for who I am and uh, what gifts I bring to it. But um, you know, my, my, father-in-law was always an entrepreneur and, and he barely has a high school education, mm -hmm. but he's been extremely successful. So uh, we're kind of cut from the same cloth. I would just to say you and I are cut from the same sheath because I would get my hands a little bit. I always stuck to real estate, but I get my hands in a lot of different things. And some of my family would be like, Scott being Scott, you know, the whole sports metaphor with Manny Rodriguez or uh, Manny Ramirez back there. That's Manny being Manny. It's like Scott being Scott being it's Jeff being Jeff, you know, that's uh, that, yep. that's awesome. So Jeff, let, let's let the squad know what makes a great coach. Um, well, for me, um, it makes somebody a great coach who can listen. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have to listen to my clients because my coaching program is not cookie cutter. Um, my coaching program has some some elements that are not changeable because they're law. They're operated by laws, universal laws, that don't change regardless of who a person is, socioeconomic, race, creed, color, um, background. It doesn't matter. The laws perform the same way, the same way that law of gravity, whether you know about it or not, if you step off the side of a building, you're going down. Sure. Um, and... Um, all the laws that operate are, or that I use in my business um, are the same, but how it, how it makes me a great coach is to listen to people about what they truly want and helping them find out what they truly want. They may not know um, why they don't want, or they may not have the courage to really express what they want because they don't think they, they, they start kind of discounting it before they ever really give it some consideration. So I think asking questions and probably also listening not only with your ears but with your eyes, especially if you're meeting them in person, seeing their posture, seeing their saying, oh, that's great. So I love it that you said that you're not cookie cutter. So share some of us with us some of your secret sauce when you bring a new client or even a prospect in uh, kind of your formula, secret sauce, if you will, of helping them find their blind spot. Um, it really comes from questioning. Okay. Um, you know, you do, I can start out with a client with, uh, or a prospect with, tell me where you're at, uh, tell me where it is you'd like to go, and then talk about what you think is holding you back. And you keep drilling down on those particular questions. Um, you listen very carefully for the answers, and people will reveal what's going on and what's, what they really want and what's holding them back. Love it. So they're very powerful questions. I bet you take each one of those three of where you are, where you want to go, and what you think is holding you back, and you dig deeper on each all three of those, don't you? Really pull sure. out that that blind spot. That's fantastic. That's that that markings of a fantastic coach. So if I'm out at a networking event, which fortunately down here in South Florida, we're about seventy five percent, so we can get and get out, meet people, and press flesh, and and um, and I do a lot of do a lot of that. So if I'm talking to somebody and I'm actually listening to somebody, what kind of phrases, uh, things that might they say that 
I would know that they are a great prospect or referral or connection for Jeff Keim? Well, it's really, I mean, anybody is a great prospect, but really what it takes is, and, and to work with me, I have to work with people that are coachable. So it takes, um, what, what would be key words are people that are frustrated um, at being stuck um, and they know that there's more possible, but they just don't know why they can't get it. Now, I don't, you know, I don't want the whiners. I can still help them, but I don't want them because they're difficult to work with. Sure. Um, somebody's just somebody somebody transparent about that. A lot of people yeah. would not say that. Thank you for being transparent, Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I need somebody who's, you know, who has the 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 first initial um, umption to know that there's something better. Sure. Not just that the whole thing, the world sucks, nothing works. Well, good luck working with that person. Right. <laughs> um, but most people, um, even successful people, have um, a portion of why can't I get over the hump? Why can't I really, you know, ex- succeed? And why is it not easy? Sure. Um, what's holding me back? Um, and right. that that would be the good people for me to work with. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love and I again I love it that you know, and there's not, you know, you have to be the right horse for the course, right? Like they kind of say it's like that you're not always the right fit. And that's at time to shine today. That's how we built this company, is that I'm not the right fit for ninety-eight percent of the people out there, you know. And I have people in my coaching carousel like Jeff here that can help them level up. So Jeff, let's get in our DeLorean, let's hang out with Marty McFly. A uh, little movie reference there. A little goes back to this. This is a little post Alex P. Keaton. But let's go out and let's hop in with Marty and go back to the 22, 23 year old Jeff Kime. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on Jeff with the knowledge that you know now that help him level up, shorten his learning curve a little bit? Absolutely, one thing it would be that you become what you think about. Love it. And I would drill that into my head, and I would. Um, we'll get, get that 23 or 24 year old Jeff Kime studying things like think and grow rich ah, uh, psycho cybernetics uh, as a man thinketh by James Allen. Sure. Um, you were born rich by Bob Proctor. Love it. Uh, and I would soak myself in those um, and, and get myself a coach. Absolutely. Because you know, the, the thing is those books have been around, um, and, and books yeah. like them for thousands of years, the mystics sure. have talked about become what you think about right. for as long as there's been recorded history. Absolutely. So the information is out there. What we teach is not rocket science, right? but in having a coach to help you identify your blind spots and having somebody there to push you through, um, when you want it, when you just want to fall back in your comfort zone. Love it. So kind of get your asking gear, find, you know, a solid coach, even at that young age, my first coach, fortunately, was at 25. um, And I'm 48. So like, that's something that I exactly what I would go back and tell my my younger self is, you know what, get your asking gear, get your nose in the books, like you just mentioned, you know, and it's funny that a lot of us that are coaches, Jeff, that we, you know, I go back and some of all my friends, especially that are Rasmus, are like, Fergie, you're just regurgitating what you know something you heard from robbins or roan or something i'm like well they you know robbins regurgitated roan regurgitated earl nightingale regurgitated all the way back to like marcus aurelius so it's just how you portray it and like with your background of having the sports ministry you know having the auctioneer you know you're able to communicate to people that are ready to level up and that, that that's fantastic thank you for sharing that so 
you did a lot with a lot of different things in your lifetime. What is the big, the B-I-G thing that Jeff Kahn wants to accomplish? Uh, well, I want to change the world, but I want to change the world uh, one person at a time by helping them uh, realize that their thoughts uh, really can change their world. And once you, once you change one person, um, you know, you just re- rinse and repeat. And before you know it, you'll be having an impact on a worldwide basis. Love that. Love that. It's like uh, we say here, inch by inch, it's a cinch. You know, by the yard, it's hard. You got to do things uh, little by little, even if that's what it takes, folks. And Jeff, is the, when you're starting to work with somebody or even in the discovery process, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Um, no, because if, if they don't ask it, I ask them. Okay. They, you don't want them to ask you any about any of your failures? Because that's where I'm going. I want to know how you failed and what you did to fail forward. Heck no. I, I mean, I think that, that you have to you have to be honest with them. I mean, I, I wouldn't, but I don't want my clients necessarily thinking about that. Um, I, I think there are no failures unless you quit. Okay. There are just, uh, uh, there's only life lessons and sure. you can make mistakes. Sure. But mistakes are never, m- mistakes aren't forever. Right. Um, and uh, you can't learn without mistakes. You can't learn without failing. Um, okay. I think most people are just too timid. Um, if you don't think you're ready, great. You know, jump off the cliff and build a plane on the way down. Yeah. So, Tell us about a fail, something where you failed forward, kept going, bit um, down on your mouthpiece. Let's use some sports metaphors. Come on, come, come with it, Jeff. Come on now. Yeah, the, the best one I can uh, relate to is I literally was booked on a speaking engagement with another person. Um, it, it was in my schedule, um, and I just completely forgot about it. I mean, maybe a reminder didn't go off on the phone or something, but right. it, it was 45 minutes past the time when I was supposed to be there oh. at a book speaking engagement with another person. And I totally, I mean, just, just screwed the pooch. It was <laughs> out of, and I looked down and then I looked at my schedule and I was like, holy crap. I just, I mean, I left this guy hanging and these, you know, Right. What do you do in that instance? I mean, I just took a mad culpa and I'm like, you know, Shoot, I'm sorry. Called up, called up and apologized and said I would never let it happen again. But that wow, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, that, I bet. I bet. And but you still press forward and you still grew your company, which is fantastic. So, Jeff, we talk a lot about the dash here at Time to Shine today. And I want to know how you want your dash remembered. That dash is that little line in between your life date and death date. How do you want your epitaph to read? How, how do you want that dash remember for Jeff Kang? That's a good question. Um, I think my dash, I just want it to be that um, I realized that I was God's highest form of creation and I worked every day to try and um, become the best that I could be and uh, love those around me, and love my neighbor as myself. Love that. The golden rule, right? Wow. I, I wrote that down. I got a bunch of notes here. If you have anybody's watching on YouTube, I mean, Jeff's really bringing – I just have terrible lighting because there's a storm brewing over the Atlantic, so no one can see anything on my screen. And I have my lights are not working, so I apologize, people. Jeff, what is your definition of a life well-lived? Life well lived. Um, 
would be similar to my definition of success, which the best definition I've ever heard for success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Um, so wow. there's not an end point. You're always working toward it. It's progressive. It's, uh, it's realization. You're, you're accomplishing things. Um, I, I think if you can live your life like that, to constantly be striving for the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, uh, you'll do pretty, pretty well. Absolutely. And, and you know, and you keep progressing and moving forward and with that, you're serving people, right? You know, pretty much that whole time and making things better. And I, I just feel, you know, my mentors taught me the more you mentor, the more immortal you'll become, you know, and I think that like what you just said with the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, in knowing there's no end point, that means you're progressing the whole life. That's fantastic. I love, I love that knowledge nugget. And the squad is too. They're going to love that. Okay. So as we wind things down here a little bit, Jeff, we move into our leveling up lightning round. And what it is, is five or six questions. And you and I could have a 15, 20 minute conversation, each one of them, but you got five seconds. You ready? On sure. each question. All right. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, that your thoughts become things. Be careful, very careful what you think about and realize that um, whether you know it or not, your thoughts are becoming things. Yeah, they go into action. Absolutely. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Um, reading. Readers are leaders. Speaking of that, yeah, that's right. Readers are leaders. Love that. Love that. So on that note, not the flavor of the month, not what you're reading now. What is the go-to book that you, you would hand somebody to level up their life? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. There you go, Napoleon Hill's the Bible. Sitting right here, probably right on your bookshelf as well. What's the most commonly used emoji when you text? Thumbs up. Yeah, I was going to say you sent me like three of them, so I figured that as much. <laughs> okay, how about uh, the uh, if you could be one age for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, my current age. There's no better place than here, and there's no better time than now. Than now, baby. That's right. Stay present. What's your, what's your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? Uh, Rotary International. Rotary. Beautiful. And last question. What is the best decade of music, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? It's a tie between the 70s and 80s, and I, they'll, <laughs> they'll fight it out. Uh, but uh so yeah. transitional, man. You know, that's like our mine and yours generation, you know, where you have the 70s where you could go disco tech, you could go, you know, some Singer classic rock and roll. Right yeah. You know, that's uh, absolutely, absolutely. Jeff, how can we find you? Uh, best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you just go to uh, jefflinkedin.com is the best way, and that'll get oh, you right my, to my LinkedIn. You can, DM, you can message me there or, uh, you know, other ways to get a hold of me. Okay, no problem. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. And Jeff, if you could, please leave the time to shine today's squad with one last knowledge nugget you want them to take with them, internalize, and put into action. Yeah, one last nugget would be um, realize that you have more power um, by using your mind than you'll ever have uh, doing anything uh, mechanically. Uh, and you need to spend some time learning how you think and how it's affecting your life. Um, and realize that you, you have a lot of control over what happens. Um, you really shouldn't pay any attention to circumstance or conditions outside of you. All your answers lie within you. 
Um, and I would recommend getting a coach, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, work with somebody. Um, the best athletes in the world all have coaches. All of them, right? Um, yeah. All of them. Look at somebody like Michael Jordan. You know, sure. when he was NBA uh, MVP, defensive player of the year, won the slam dunk competition, and Doug Collins was his coach. Um, he did well, but he didn't do well for his team. When he got with, uh, you know, with, with Phil and mm-hmm. got, you know, some transitioned into not being the, he was still the star, but it wasn't all about him scoring. And they started running the triangle offense. Yeah. That's when they went and won six championships. Yeah. I hate him though. No, that's okay. I'm a bad boys guy, but no, I respect the heck out of, uh, I mean, Michael yeah. Jones. No, I, I feel, I feel you, Jeff. I get it, but I just can't throw him too much, especially after he's ripping my bad boys on, uh, <laughs> uh, on there. You know what I'm saying? It's when they, we'll talk about how the bad boys brought in Chuck Daly. You can and, talk, good you coaches know. talk about Chuck Daly. He was something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he um no, Michael Jordan's the goat and he, he's the best ever. Uh, you know, it's funny I'm I'm having Tim Grover for the road to book Relentless on here that was Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade's all of their uh, strength and conditioning coaches. And he's just he wrote that book Relentless and I had to get him on. He's coming on in 2 weeks and the stories that he even told me in in our discovery interview were were amazing about Jordan. So it's gonna be a, a lot, a lot of fun. But listen, squad, you guys have just had a mastermind class pretty much for free from a gentleman who knows that he's God's highest form of creation. He's always living a life of progressive realization of a worthy ideal, knowing that there is no endpoint. End point. There's you have you have more power using your mind than you do anything, you know, mechanically. You know, supportive wife and family, which is, helps him try different endeavors, and he excels in each one of them. A great coach listens to what he truly wants. You know, if you're frustrated, stuck, and you're ready to kick ass and not sit on your ass, and you really want to level up, a guy like Jeff is the person you want to call. He's humble, yet he's hungry. He's fired up. He's leveled up. And Jeff, you're part of our squad now. And thank you so, so much for coming on. I thank you. Have a great day. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.